0: Hi, all, and welcome to the Mindset Coach Academy Podcast. My name is Lindsay Wilson, and today we are going to be talking about how I made my first k as a mindset coach. Now, this episode is really sort of behind the scenes on what worked for me. Now, I started my business, you know, I started it originally 18 years ago. I got more serious when I was finishing playing, and that was about 10 years ago, maybe 11. Um... And I think the temptation maybe is to say, well, things have changed, right? I mean, we didn't have Instagram or TikTok or any of those things. But what I'm going to talk about today, I think you will see that the basic principles of how you effectively build a solid coaching practice, they really don't change. And I think that that's important because the things that do change are often the things that seem like they're going to move your business forward and they're shiny and they're new and they're fun maybe or you see other people doing them and it's really easy to let all of that distract you from the things that i'm going to talk about today that will actually move your business forward And so I want to focus on those. And of course, I will talk about some things that maybe I wish I'd done differently or things that in retrospect, I'm like, okay, I could have moved a lot faster if I had done it this way. Okay. So I'm going to talk about five things in particular. And as always, the reason that I'm doing this and the reason that I want you to listen to this is because so many of you are sitting on the sideline wondering what steps you should take, or maybe you've started your business and it was, it's a lot harder than you thought it was going to be. And you're getting frustrated and dejected and discouraged. And I hope that an episode like this can really sort of awaken in you that like really anyone can do this. And I don't mean anybody can be a mindset coach, but I mean, anybody can learn the ways to push themselves to be an entrepreneur. And I will say that the first hundred K that you make, and I know that's like a big number, For a lot of people in their mind of like that's a that's a legit business, I can live off of that. That first hundred K is the hardest money you will ever make. Actually, the first two to five is for real the first hardest money you will ever make. (laughs) But the first hundred K I know is a big milestone for a lot of people. And in particular, a lot of people want to do that in a year. So I want to talk about that first hundred K. Um, and I'm gonna break it down and talk about what I did and what I didn't do and what I wish I'd done better. Okay, so the first thing, number one. Well, before I say that, if you are interested in being a mindset coach, you have to run, not walk, but run to get our free guide. It is on our website, positiveperformancetrain.com forward slash guide. And it is how to become a mental performance coach. You guys, I break down exactly what you need to think about all the questions, all the frameworks, all the things that you need to be really thinking about in order to make that decision and how to move forward. Cause I know a lot of you are stuck. Okay. So go get that guide now. Okay. The first thing that I did to make my first 100K is I didn't wait until I was quote unquote ready. Things in my business were not perfect by any means. Um, My content was really basic and I knew that I was gonna continue to iterate on it, but I knew that I had to start. And so feeling ready is not really the sign that you are ready to move forward. And if you wait for that, you're often going to be waiting for a really long time. So what I did is I, you know, I'd had some mental performance training. I was at that point, uh, let's see, I was playing professionally at that point and I knew what had worked for me. And that's where a lot of people get into mental performance training, right? Is like something worked for you, maybe it wasn't as an athlete, maybe it was as a coach or something's working with the team that you're using. Like that's enough to get started. So what I did is I literally sat down and I was like, huh, okay, what do I think? You know, I did 10 steps or 10 sort of modules, but I think that's actually too many. At that time I was like, what are the 10 things that, you know, like I was going to go work with collegiate athletes. What are the 10 things that uh, a collegiate athlete needs to know? And I really looked around at like my teammates, right? I just finished college. And I was like, okay, what what do I think my teammates, what if if I could have taught them something, what were those 10 things that I thought they really needed to know? That's it. Like, I didn't need to know all the things I know now to get started. And I sat down and I just mapped it out. And it's not what I teach now. There's a lot of things that are still the same. But it's different it's changed over the years but it's never going to get to the place that you quote unquote want it to be by like sitting on your computer right like you have to get out there and you have to try things and take things away and i'll talk about that in a second but i started with a framework that i knew athletes needed and then i went and taught it i didn't go create of course we weren't really doing courses at that point but i didn't go create a big fancy Workbook. I didn't have a course. I didn't. I literally sat down. I was like, "This is what they need to know." And what I did, I did want them to have something to get to learn from because I'm such a pen to paper type person. So I went into PowerPoint and I mocked up a couple. Literally, it was like the table of contents was like ten sentences with like a number in front of it, like a bullet point. And then I had some like journal sections that were was literally like a question and some lines that I like put on Microsoft Word. <laughs> this is how basic it was. I photocopied it and I took the logo of the team that I was working on, I put it on the front, which is probably a copyright violation. <laughs> I went to uh, Hoppus Depot, I got the one inch binders, I manually put them in and I went and worked with teams. That's how it started, okay? So there was nothing fancy. I wasn't sitting around twiddling my thumbs, waiting to be ready, I just did it, okay? So that's number one. Number two is I iterated every single time. I literally have memories of like being in, I don't know, Boston or Denver and like sitting in the hotel bar or the airport bar and like having my one drink after I worked with a team and my notebook. And I would sit down and I would be like, okay, this worked. This really worked. This didn't work or this didn't land or Let's I don't think that's like super relevant, or maybe it's above where they need to be, or whatever, or like this was the aha moment, or like this is what coaches need, and this is what really resonates for them. And I would just like capture all of it so that every single time I was doing a session or working with a team, I uh I was getting better. And then I was doing a lot of one-on-one. So I would go and work with a team, I would work with their team. I would work with their coaching staff. I would often work with like the seniors or the captains. And then, this is like exhausting to just think about. I would work with every single athlete one-on-one. That was too much. But what, but but I'm glad I did it because I got a lot of experience, like a ton of experience working with these athletes. And so anyway, there was a lot of information is my point. There was a lot of um, feedback in real time. There was a lot of me... Uh, analyzing what i did and how it landed and all that stuff right and it's not so dissimilar to what we teach with the post-competition routine like i had a routine for after post-competition or post-presentation of like what went well right the three questions we always ask what went well what didn't go well what can i do better next time period captured it every single time number three is i got clients one at a time and i think this is where we really have to set the stage for, it's great if you can go out and get a bunch of clients. And you know after you get your feet wet, you absolutely should find the places where there's opportunities to talk, not just one-on-one, but one-to-many and get many clients. But I think in the beginning, the way that you're gonna get better at working with people is listening to what they need. And I think one-on-one talking real human interaction not putting stuff out just on social media, not just doing webinars, not just doing business development workshops, but literally talking to people, whether that's on the phone or um, in person, doesn't really matter. Uh, I wanna, you know, in person is great, but just having that interaction so that you're learning really significant things that are going to help you help people. So I got clients one at a time. I called Everyone I knew, anybody I had played against, anybody that I remotely knew that had also known somebody else. I asked people that I had worked with, what are the five coaches that you think would benefit from this? And can you introduce me? I cold called people. I used to cold call college coaches and many of them did not know who I was. And, (laughs) you know, I just, I got it out there and I just had that belief that people needed this. And so if they didn't, they weren't doing it, they just didn't know about it. So I need to be the one to tell about it. So I just got out there. Um, again, I started with people I knew. I made a list. And this is what we do in our eight-day challenge. If you've never done our eight-day challenge, I highly recommend it. It's how to build your dream business. And we take you through eight steps to do that. And one of the things is, is you make a list of all the people that you know in your network, in your community. And this is a big mistake that a lot of people make when they're starting their business is they get scared to talk to people that they know. You know, people... That know, like, and trust you are much more likely to purchase from you or, or work with you, but it's also scarier. So you know, you have to call up people you know. And I got rejected by people. I got rejected by someone I played for, and I was like, really? <laughs> that was hard. That was a that was a blow to my ego because I was like, okay, this person knows me, and they still don't want to work with me. That's really hard to swallow. But I just want to offer that those are the people. Like, yes, you are still going to hear no. And that's going to hurt more, but you are more likely to get the momentum and get those early clients one at a time with people you already know. So it's hard. I know it's hard, but you got to do it. Okay. Um, So that was sort of like my first ring. And I would say that people that go through our eight-day challenge are often surprised by the network that they have, like literally writing down everybody you know, everybody that you know that knows somebody else and like really looking at that list. I also spoke a lot at conventions and I had booths at conventions. Like I went to, and so that was the next level, right? So I said, the first level is like talking one-on-one with people, one client at a time. And then you want to go to places where you can reach one to many. And for me, that was like coaches conventions. Um, You know, especially if I could speak. And a lot of times that's speaking for free and not only speaking for free, you have to pay your way there. So a lot of my early investment of time and money and this was great because I was doing this when I was in my 20s. I didn't have a lot of time, so I was still playing. But any time or extra money that I had, I was going to where coaches were. Um, I would do booths. Now, I wouldn't. I, what I would not do is like do anything passive. So, what do I mean by that? I mean go to a coaching convention and pay money to buy a booth and then just sit there. For me, the booths only worked if I was also speaking. Okay. Or doing like a breakout, you know, like breakout groups and that kind of thing. So my booth was literally uh, a place where people that had seen me speak or I had worked with in a workshop could come then find me sitting there and handing out like Hershey's kisses passively and like hoping people like see your booth and see your fancy picture. And they're all, all of a sudden going to want to work with you. Like it's not going to happen. They are on their way to the court or the field or whatever they're walking through past all the booths getting their free swag and like that's it okay so the only way that works is if, it, if you're not thinking it's going to be easy or it's any kind of passive like you have to put yourself out there speaking meetings getting super aggressive about connecting with people ahead of time so you have those meetings set up and then you're talking to coaches in the booths or whether it's coaches or somebody else and other people see you like you cannot just sit there in the booth and hide is my point okay so, and then, yeah, I would ask for referrals. I would get testimonials from my clients and And then, once I got in a place, like let's say I went and worked with an athletic department, I would then go try to get other coaches from other sports while I was already there. I would try to have the a d host a lunch, so he would get like he or she would get like you know pot belly sandwiches and have all the coaches come in, and I would do a free workshop for coaches on mental training so again it was like one to one first and then it was one to many and then it was like getting into places and trying to maximize my time there so another example would like if you're going and working with a club like can you do a parent workshop is there another sport in the facility that you can also do it like getting creative about if you're going to go speak somewhere or if you're going to put yourself out there like why not get as many people there as possible think about the marketing and the promotion And how to maximize your time so if you are spending time it's it's really benefiting you okay number four would be excuse me I got some water um spending time on like developing your process developing yourself and I would say both of those things they're they're kind of two separate things but they're very much intertwined Because this is like the deep work. One, spending time on my own mindset and also spending time on developing content. For me, there's a whole bunch of overlap in that. Like what I'm working on in my business and my belief in what I'm doing and my confidence in selling and all that stuff, it it bleeds over into my content, which is how it should be when you're a mindset and mental performance coach. And so spending your time on high value activities, developing things for my clients and developing myself versus spending time on the shiny object things. What are those things? A website, a logo, you know, all the like fancy stuff like figuring out Canva or figuring out how to do an Instagram reel. Like, okay, if you have time to do that, But not in replacement of doing the deep work. Like for example, I spent a shit time, a shit ton of time writing, developing my content, thinking. Like all of that stuff is the work. So yes, it's great to like go get all your business stuff done. You know, you want to get your LLC set up or whatever. Like that stuff is great. And and social media, like it's great if you have the time to do that, but that is not the things that's going to drive your business forward. Here's what drives your business forward. Results, period, end of story. Now, how do you get results? You develop yourself as a human, as a coach, and that is always the most important thing. And by the way, it takes way more time than you think it's going to be. Like keeping yourself mentally up in order to get your message out there, being able to communicate it better and more effectively and with more confidence, they go hand in hand. I'm working on myself, I'm working on my content and coaching and how I actually deliver the content. Both of those things are the most important thing, always forever, whether there's some new crazy app that comes out that everybody thinks they need to get on. This is all pre-social media, and it is still just as important today as it was 18 years ago. So do not fool yourself and think that, that some like technology thing makes this stuff easier, it doesn't. You have to still go back to working on yourself and working on your content. If you're not writing or developing content and working on yourself every single day, at least every single day that you work, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right, okay? And number five, is I got certified or did any kind of training for the right reason. So this is what I see people do. They either want to go back to school or they want to get certified or they want to learn one more tool within mental training or men, you know, mindset training or mental performance training because they think that it's going to make them feel a certain way. And I went and I learned about subconscious programming and positive psychology. I went and got certified as a hypnotist. And that was it because I wanted those tools. I wanted to build up my skill set, not because I thought it would magically shift my business, because nothing magically shifts your business. I did it because I wanted it. And I knew that those skills, those tools, that learning, was going to help me get better results and therefore it was going to help my business. It was going to help me feel more confident. Okay. So it all comes down to better results. I got certified and did any kind of training into this day. That's how I think about training. I, I do the trainings for the right reason and it's to build up my skill set, Not because I think it's a magical thing that's going to make everything easier because that doesn't exist. Okay. So those are my five things. Now, I'm going to speak pretty soon on the podcast about 10 things I would do differently in my business. Like tell oh, actually 10 mistakes that I made, but I will say a couple quick things is I would have niched down sooner and been, you know, I, I kind of already, I had a natural niche because of my connections. I was mostly in women's basketball, but I would, and I don't say niche as far as you have to be niched down as far as a sport. I just mean niche down into like, what are you really, really good at? Like, what is your thing that you are like the best at? Niching down sooner and quicker, I think is really important. Now I say that, I think when I was starting, there wasn't a huge awareness about mental training. Now there is. So I think it's really, really important to like sort of find the one space within this world That you can really differentiate yourself. I think it's more important now, actually, than it was then, because there's more people. There's still plenty of room. Do not use what I just said against yourself. There's still plenty of room for your niche, but I think it's more important now than it was then. I still think that I could have niched down uh, sooner and quicker. And here's the real thing that I wish I had done better, differently. I would have gotten coaching way sooner. I didn't actually get a coach, like from a business standpoint, until I think it was 30 maybe even a little bit older, 33. Yeah, I think it was 33. And I look back and I'm like, what in the hell was I doing? And to be perfectly honest, which sounds like completely idiotic, I don't even think I knew that there were coaches for something besides sports. Like, I really don't. I don't remember thinking like, oh, I could do a, a coach, um, but I'm not going to. I just didn't even like, no. <laughs> so, That would have saved me a lot of time, though, if I had had a coach in my 20s when I was first building this business, I would have made way fewer mistakes and I would have been very clear about where I was going and just been like step by step. It would have it would have saved me so much time. So those are the things that I wish I would have done differently, but I'm just going to recap how I made my first 100K. Okay. I didn't wait until I was ready. I started with a very simple framework that I came up with in an afternoon that I knew I would change. I knew it would iterate. And I trusted that that was what athletes needed to know. So I took time thinking about it, but I was like, these are the things I need to know. And then number two was I iterated every single time, both on the content and my delivery. I would take things out, I would add things. So every single time that I delivered my content or coached, I got better every single time, okay? This third thing is I got clients one at a time. And again, I think this is an expectation thing and a really important mindset shift. Get your clients one at a time. You're going to learn so much about what they need. You're going to get that confidence and you're going to get clients quicker because you're going to talk to people that know, like, and trust you, even though it's scary. From there, then you're going to go to one to many. For me, it was conventions. It was business development opportunities. was going into an athletic department and talking to everybody, all of those things. But that builds off getting your clients one-on-one or one at a time. And again, I think the mindset shift that like if you just set up shop and get your fancy logo and website that people are just going to be lined up. Nope, they're not, they're not. You're going to have to call people. You're going to have to talk to them and you're going to get better every single sales call. You're going to get better every single sales calls and it's going to be one at a time and it's going to feel slow and it's going to feel impossible in the beginning and the people that can make it through that are the ones that are going to get to 100K. You're not going to get to 100K without getting to 2K. I can tell you that much. (laughs) So where are you going to get that first 2K? I can guarantee, almost guarantee 99% of the time, it's from people that are in your life already. If you've never done our eight-day challenge, go to positiveperformancetraining.com, find our eight-day challenge. I don't know what the link is, but if you get our guide, how to become a mental performance coach, you get offered the eight-day challenge. So go do that now. It is so important. You're going to get those first few clients, then you're going to build your business from there. Number four is I spent time developing myself and my content. If you are not writing like every day, all the time, developing your content, iterating what you're teaching, getting better at coaching, working on your own mindset, you're doing it wrong. If you have extra time, then you can go do the fun, shiny, sexy things. Spend time not looking on trying to look good, but working on yourself and your content. And they should go hand to hand on as a mental performance coach. Number five, I got certified, I got trainings, I got any kind of learnings done for the right reason, which is developing my skill set, becoming the person that is capable of making 100K, the person that is capable of making a million dollars, whatever it is, helping me get better results, period. There is no magic sauce. There is no magic thing that's going to make you make money, make you feel better, make you magically be able to do whatever you want to do. You can develop the skill set to do those things, but those come first. The skills come first. Okay. All right, guys. Look, if you want to be a mental performance coach, these are the five things that got me to 100K. There are many other things that I did after. We talk about those in our certification, in our Insider Mastermind, which is our follow-up program, our monthly coaching program. There's a lot of other things that you can do to build your business, but here's the problem. Most people want to go to those things first because frankly, they're like more fun, like doing webinars, making an online course, you know, doing a social media strategy. That stuff is cool, but you don't need any of it. Until you're trying to scale, maybe over after 100K. Your first 100K will be the hardest 100K you will ever make but if you follow these five steps, these are the things that are gonna get you there. And it's gonna be one client at a time, then it's gonna be a couple, it's going to be a a slow burn, but it will get, you will have the snowball effect, but it's not right in the beginning. In the beginning, it is a lot of hustle and you have to be able to manage your own mind through it and come back to what your mission is, why you're here, and don't get discouraged by trying to go too big, too fast. That's the real worry that I have with both my certified students that graduate or really any mindset mental performance coach. They try to go too big, too fast, instead of just like the solid work of like, you know, it's just like basketball, you gotta get in the gym, you gotta do the reps, you have to do the work when no one else is looking to get even to the level where it's like sexy and fun and whatever, easier. You got to do, the, first, you do the, the grunt work. And this is the grunt work. But again, getting back to your mission, the, the world truly, truly needs more mindset and mental performance coaches. And I hope that you hearing about my journey to my first 100K will help you keep your eye on the ball. This can be done. It's going to be step-by-step. Step. You can do this. For more, go to our website, training.com, and really go get that guide on how to become a mental performance coach because it's going to help you really map out your journey and answer a lot of your questions a lot of your worries and we spent a lot of time putting it together so i hope you get that and as usual if you love this episode share it with a friend do rate and review and uh let us know how you love the podcast i've been reading a bunch of reviews that just came in and i so appreciate you guys all right guys we'll see you next week bye for now Hey guys, the Mindset Coach Academy certification program will open again in October of 2023. You guys, if you want to be a mindset coach, this is the place, this is the community, this is the program. We're going to take you through four months of training. And at the end, you are going to be a positive performance certified mindset coach, and a performance visualization specialist. But spots are always limited and is by application only. So I encourage you right now to go to positiveperformancetraining.com and get on that wait list. We open up spots and enrollment to the wait list first, so you wanna get on that wait list. Go to positiveperformancetraining.com and I so hope to see your application come through this fall. Do it.